0: I'm Mark Adams and this is Mark Smith's 50 for 50, where each week I will look at a year in my life to find the geek influences ending up looking at the year 2021 in my 50th birthday. This week, it's 1990. The new decade started with political change across the world. In Europe, the political map was changed so fast that borders were drawn with elastic bands. Countries with names I had never heard of began to emerge from the Soviet control to start self-governing with elections, freedom, and entering the European Song Contest. By the end of 1990, Germany became one country with unification. After 27 years in prison for conspiring to overthrow the apartheid state, Nelson Mandela walked free from the Robben Island Fortress Prison. This signaled a massive political change in South Africa. Margaret Thatcher, the longest-serving 20th-century British Prime Minister, resigned. And Tim Burns lee began work on the World Wide Web, bringing the future home. And changes were happening in Marvel Comics. Spider-Man artist Todd McFarlane was given the keys to his own comic book, The adjective list, Spider-Man. I didn't buy the polybagged edition because Marvel UK were selling their own called the Complete Spider-Man. It contained not only McFarland's Spider-Man from issue one, fairly close to the US publication date, but Amazing Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man and Web of Spider-Man. While the last three were concurrent spider-man had a five-month publication difference which probably explains why the comic only lasted 24 issues when a crossover would happen in spider-man it would be out of sequence but still for 1.75 it was a bargain marvel uk also published knights of the Pendragon, a cross between superheroes and british mythology starring captain britain and then union jack Both of these titles I would pick up on my local newsagent. It was still difficult to get to the comic store in Belfast and probably why I missed New Warriors when it first came out. But I did make sure I obtained every issue of the big X crossover that year, Extinction Agenda. I can't remember any big blockbusters of 1990, but there were some interesting and very entertaining movies. Tremors was a monster movie where you didn't get to see much of the monster, but it was a lot of fun. Total Recall was Arnie doing what Arnie does very well indeed. And Quigley Down Under was an Australian Western featuring Tom Selleck as a cowboy. The most fun film of that year was Robbie Coltrane and Eric Idle in Nuns on the Run. I am convinced the only reason this was made was because the title is such a fun title, but it was such a good movie and a lot of laughs. TV offered up better treats. This was the year we got Mr. Bean and another non-speaking icon in Pingu the Penguin. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles began airing on the BBC but downgraded from ninjas to heroes. The BBC would not show cartoons that were intended to be over long toy commercials such as He-Man but because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a comic book first, it was okay. Sci-Fi came to the BBC with the first UK showing of Star Trek The Next Generation. This was a top ratings hit for BBC Two, with viewing figures that were usually reserved for the main BBC One channel. The BBC showed the first three seasons ending with the Best of Both Worlds before the show moved to Sky TV. But in a stroke of brilliant negotiation, they had the rights to show the season four opener, Best of Both Worlds Part Two. Theorising that sci-fi was a big winner, the BBC also bought Quantum Leap, This was groundbreaking, covering issues such as race, sexism and disability in such a perfect way, making us think, what would it be like if I was in that position? Satirical news show, Have I Got News For You, became my main source of weekly news. Funny to the point of where I couldn't breathe, but still going today. The oddest TV of the year had to be Your Move. It was a phone-in chess show. A grandmaster would play a move and another would suggest moves for the viewer to vote on by phone. I found myself quite riveted by this late night show. All these gave distraction to what the real world offered. I remember exactly where I was when he died. I was at the bottom of Scott Street in Armagh with some friends when the unmistakable sound of a distant bomb went off. We paused, then thought nothing of it. A few miles away, people placed a bomb on the road, waited in a hedge, and when a police armoured Land Rover went by, they detonated it. The explosion killed three policemen and a nun who was in another car. The IRA apologised for killing the nun, but not the policemen. And one of them was Jim. Jim was a main leader in the youth group my minister had started the year before, the one I was also a leader in. He was married with children, two of whom were in the youth group. He volunteered in community projects and was killed for being a member of the police. While the bomb left a crater 30 foot wide and 20 foot deep, the hole left in the lives of the family and friends of Jim was much deeper. If you would like to contact me, you can by email at mymarksmess at gmail.com, on Twitter at marksmesspodcast without the T, on Facebook at marksmesspodcasts, and thanks to Josh Woodward of joshwoodward.com for the title music.